0: On the air everywhere, this is New England Broadcasting.
1: Sweet Tuesday morning, came on your smile. Tuesday. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good night. It's
0: the Ron Van Damme Show. Oh, no, 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 not again. No, 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 please, no. Love. No, stop it. Exciting and new. No, it's not. It's not that exciting. Come aboard. Come aboard. Oh, I'm expecting you. Don't do this to me. I played uh, a little bit of the Love Boat on yesterday's show, and oh my God, I threw up shortly after the program. It's not that I don't like love or I don't love love. I just don't like the Love Boat theme. Oh my God, who wrote that thing? Do you know who sang the Love Boat theme? Anybody? Raise your hand. I can't see you. This is stupid to say that. Raise your hand if you know who sang the Love Boat theme. Come on. It sounds like him. Now, if you're were, if you a millennial or a Generation P or W or PO, if you're an IU Generation T, then you don't know. You don't even know what the Love Boat is. It was a television show before you were born, and it was horrible. It was little vignettes of has-been actors who has been in this uh, particular show. It was horrible. Uh, Charo was in a lot of them. I know, you don't even know who Charo is. The Love Boat theme was sung by Jack Jones. Again, we're, we're not having a connection here. I wish I didn't know who Jack Jones was. I wish I didn't know about the show The Love Boat. (laughs) Unfortunately, it was somehow baked into my brain by, I don't know what. I I think I was captured by a foreign entity, entity, entity and they showed me Love Boat episodes and I think they were trying to make me confess to something, to which I probably did. Welcome to the program, I am Ron Van Dam, that's my name, I would show you proof, but there really doesn't make any difference, George Santos didn't have to show you any proof and look what happened to that, millennials and generation P's don't know what I'm talking about again, simply because they don't pay attention, anyway, uh, hi, it is Valentine's Day, with a big V and a little D, and that's VD day to you. Um, Yeah, sorry, those are also my uh, last name and initials are VD as well, and yet I feel just fine. So uh, I don't know what you plan to do tonight. There are two sets of situations at play here. One set would be those that have significant others, and I use that term so loosely, there's so many air quotes floating around on that one significant other it's not it's not your mother or your parents it would be somebody that you met indiscriminately unless you're from one of those cultures where they set up the relationship for you and these days i'm wondering if that's not such a bad idea it's so difficult to go swiping right and swiping left and tinder boxes and all these uh, dating apps and having to meet. Wouldn't it be easier if your parents just said, hey, marry this person. Now get on with it. Go get a job and stop fooling around. Just marry the person. Have some children. You go through what I went through here. We set it up for you. Wouldn't it be so much easier? I mean, as a society, we, we, we don't even cook our food anymore. We have Grubhub. Deliver it. I mean, what's the difference between that and having your parents set up a marriage for you? with somebody that they know. There's no difference. There's no difference at all. <laughs> there are two uh, two ways to approach today Valentine's Day. One is from the front, one is from the back. You know what I'm talking about. Here's the deal. If you have a significant other, then you're going to have to do something with them tonight and be somehow romantic. I don't know what that means. It could be a romantic dinner out for $500. It could be going out for the evening to listen to some music, which they don't really have any place. Um, It could be a quiet night at home with a very special dinner, which means roast beef or something that's related to a pig or a filet mignon and a piece of shrimp. I don't know. It could be anything, but at least you're spending romantic time and you know what that means. A little chick bow wow later in the evening, if you know what I mean. Then, there's the other people, who I call the more fortunate ones, who uh, don't have a loved one. Now, they're not more fortunate if that was a tragic situation, but if they just choose not to have one, then they're fortunate. In many ways, many ways they are, In many ways are not. You know, it's a yin-yang, you know. But, uh, you know, fantastic, wonderful. So, they kind of spend it alone, and when they watch TV, the only thing on TV are love stories. And it's a little nauseating for them. So they spend the whole day avoiding all of this. <laughs> you know, they walk around, I, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I just, that's, you know, that's your, I don't want to hear it. Um, yeah. Valentine's Day is another one of those possibly very lonely events. It's it's like we have these holidays to make people feel bad. It's it's almost like that. Valentine's Day a very can be a very not pleasant situation if you're alone. Uh, uh, It's like New Year's Eve, another uh, made up holiday that has nothing to do with Jesus whatsoever. It's, if it's a holiday and you don't have to go to church, then we made it up. That's pretty much the way it is. I know what you're saying. The other one's made up, too. Okay, I'm not getting into that. I'm just saying. Uh, New Year's Eve, another one, because uh, now, it's, now it's midnight. What am I going to do? Uh, kiss my wood paneling on the wall? I mean, what if you're alone? What do you, You're you alone on New Year's Eve. The ball drops, and, and all the images on television are people uh, kissing and, and hugging, and you're sitting there with a... With a Diet Coke in your hand and a and a cracker. I mean, it's these are not wonderful situations. Thanksgiving, Christmas, those other ones, that's a family thing. You don't have to be with a significant other to feel connected to people. That's a that's a that's a, a different kind of event. That's a family thing. Even if you have no family, friends will invite you over. I mean, that's a that's different. But New Year's and Valentine's Day, mmm. I guess this is my situation, isn't it? Either you're alone or you're with someone. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of the ones that are with someone feel stuck. A lot of the ones that are alone feel very free. So it's uh, it's just how you look at it, you know? Is the glass half empty, half full? What's in that glass there? How are you approaching it? What's your attitude? Because life, ladies and gentlemen, oh, I'm going to sound like Buddha now. Because life is simply how you navigate it. It's how you view it. It's a perspective thing. Good things happen. Bad things happen. It's a perspective thing. We all handle these things differently. Anyway, happy Valentine's Day to you. And I... I wish for your survival to get through this particular holiday where everything is jacked up in price. They should call it Jacked Up in Price Day is what they should call it. It's when uh, retailers, uh, restaurants, uh, people who want to make money, which is kind of everybody, um, they jack up the prices because you are vulnerable and you know you're going to have to pay these prices uh, in order to survive. Uh, so restaurants will uh, have Valentine's Day meals for like 90 bucks a person. Um, everything It's a special menu. And when they say special menu, it means just these are the items that we're offering and we've made them incredibly expensive. <laughs> so enjoy your night out uh, and just try to even get a reservation to pay the higher prices. It's, it's weird. Flowers through the roof. A rose by any other day would simply be probably a dollar or two dollars a rose. Maybe even that, not even that. Valentine's Day, fifty bucks a rose. What? That's ridiculous. I know it's Valentine's Day. Happy Happy Valentine's Day. Flowers are expensive. They die about three days later if you don't put those little uh, little protein packs in the water. You know what those things are, you know, whatever that that chia pet stuff. I don't know what they are. But anyway, uh, flowers, yeah, I love you today. Watch them die in three days. Um, That's the total picture. Uh, So there's the flowers. There's the candy. As I said yesterday, when you give your loved one candy, all you're doing is saying, uh, here, uh, happy Valentine's Day. Let's see how fat this makes you look. Uh, It's true. That's true. You know, do you have diabetes? No. Well, then try some of this candy, which is loaded with sugar. Why don't you? Because I love you. Because I love you. (laughs) The greeting cards. Uh, Come on. Uh, We went through this yesterday as well. Come on. Give me a break. (laughs) Valentine's Day. Got to give me. Come on, man. Come on. Anyway, happy, happy, happy Valentine's Day. Happy one. Not only do you have to go through Valentine's Day, I want you to have a happy one. Put a smile on your face and make believe you're really happy. Not that you're forced to do something today. Get a bottle of champagne, a bottle of wine, break out the Viagra, and we're going to be happy today. Okay, uh, I want to talk about something else as well during this program of amazing proportions. And by the way, our guest uh, today is M.E. Sims, the initials M.E., which I don't know what that stands for, Sims. It's a female. Uh, female authors sometimes use uh, names that you can't figure out what they are because they figure that... Male authors do very well, and female authors don't usually do so well. Well, that's really not the case at all anymore. So, I mean, initials are nice, but at the same time, not necessary anymore. You don't have to disguise yourself anymore. Just be who you are. It kind of even works better if you do that. Stop with the initials. I have a friend whose uh, brother is named BJ, and I think they named him after the way that uh, he was conceived or at least the doorstep to the way that he was conceived. But his name is BJ. Um, I don't know what it stands for. Nobody seems to know, not even his parents. Billy Joe, Bobby, Gene, I have no idea. Uh, I, I don't know. I just, I don't think he knows, but he's got initials there for his name and i guess that's you know it's easier when you sign contracts okay sign your name here all right now initial here oh why it's it's all initials oh my god okay you don't have to you can sign your name or initial it's the same thing anyway that's not the point um his name is bj but uh, i that's really has nothing to do with what i'm talking about <laughs> Emmy Sims is the author, uh, and uh, I think the book is called A Little Bit of Pleasure, something like that, which is very Valentine's Day-ish, because you're supposed to have a happy Valentine's Day. (laughs) So (laughs) find yourself a little bit of pleasure. And by the way, if you live alone and you are alone relationship-wise, you can still find that pleasure, if you know what I mean. Don't limit yourself. Go to town on yourself if that's what it is. That's fine. Nothing wrong with that. Are kids in the room? Are they supposed to be here when I'm talking? I think we had an understanding. So what I wanted to talk about otherwise is um, how sloppy we are. Uh, Not all of us. But I think, and I haven't done surveys because no one's done a survey on it. I talk about things that nobody's done surveys on. I don't. They didn't even think of doing surveys on the things I talk about. <laughs> when I watch a television show or I go to the movies and somebody's apartment or some room in their house is being portrayed, especially the kitchen, in every movie, in every TV show, Whether there's a family dwelling in it or just a single person, those rooms look immaculately clean, always. Have you ever seen a television show where the family is gathered in the kitchen and and the kitchen looks like it's a mess? There's crap all over the place, spilled cereal boxes, stuff left out on the counter, dishes in the sink? No. No. Very, very few television shows do unless they're supposed to be sloppy. But basically, almost all the time, those kitchens are immaculately beautiful. Not a thing on the counter. A nice little vase in the corner on the can. Nothing around. Just beautiful. It's like showroom. And in the movies, you see these bachelors. And in their apartments, there's not stuff all over the place. They look pretty good. You know, and I know, for the most part... Uh, most places are pretty sloppy. When you, <laughs> when you come home from work or something, if you happen to have a job, um, your place looks like a pigsty, and you know it. There's clothes all over your bedroom on the floor. There's underpants hanging from the ceiling fan. How they got up there, I don't know, but you do. There, uh, that, that's not the way people really live. But on TV and in the movies, for some reason, everybody's immaculate in their habits. No. Do you ever look inside somebody's closet in a movie or in a TV show? Everything's hung really well and, you know, there's, they're nice on the hang, perfectly hung on the hangers, nothing's falling off the hangers and all the clothes are perfectly there. Sometimes in, in color sections, you know, like, oh, here's all my blue clothes, here's all my red clothes, here's all my white clothes. Uh, people don't go into anybody's closet. You open up the closet door, shit falls out onto the floor, always. We don't hang things in closets. We, We stuff things in closets. But in the movies and on TV, no, that's not the way people live. They are always immaculately clean and manicured. No, they're not. They're the opposite. Why do we do that? <laughs> why why are these not truer depictions of the play of the way people actually live? Uh, the only people that are clean and immaculate uh, have a little bit of that uh, that that uh, clean disease, you know what I'm saying where uh, they don't mow the lawn they snip every blade with a pair of scissors those people you know uh, you know you have to have that condition. Or you constantly think that somebody's going to be coming over and you don't want to be embarrassed. Other than that, people don't care about how they live. A lot of us are procrastinators. Well, I know the room is messy. I'm going to get to it tomorrow. That was in 1962. You still haven't done anything with the room. I, I think most people are like basically sloppy, especially if you live alone, because what's the point? At least if you live with somebody else, there's a chance that the other person is a little neater than you are and will be on your ass every minute. Excuse me, um, your underwear is all over the, the, the bedroom floor. Could you pick it up, please? What do, you, what do you live in a barn? No, that has nothing to do with it. That's the wrong phrase. You're a pig. What, do you live in a pigsty? That's good. That's better. That's a better one. Then you're, you know, you're you're forced to be a, a little bit cleaner. But when you live alone, who cares? Who cares? No one's coming over. No one's, no, no one's coming over. You know that. God forbid somebody does. I remember when I was a bachelor. I kept things rather well. But if I knew someone was coming over, a friend or a girl or something, then i would i would clean that place with a down to the down to the molding i mean uh, god forbid someone would think i'm sloppy <laughs> yeah that's when you learn that uh, oh i should have kept this place clean all the time this is a task that i cannot really uh, uh, overcome am i right kids am i right raise your hand if you think i'm right look at all the hands go up I just find that to be amazing that, you know, TV, movies, immaculate dwellings. In real life, are there dead cats under the rubble in your kitchen? I don't know. Could be. That's right. You know, I haven't seen Frisky in five days. Oh. Did, did, did you look under the rubble of, of your house? Frisky, oh no. Okay, uh, we're going to take a quick break and we'll come back. Uh, oh yeah, you know what's going to happen, don't you? Emmy Sims is going to join us. We're going to talk about relationships. What, what would be uh, more fitting than to talk about that today? Well, nothing would be more fitting, so that's what we're going to talk about. And it is time to uh, find a place near your house that gives some entertainment for those of you that are going to partake upon the uh, Valentine's Day thing. How about that bar down the street from your house? Looking for a fun night out? Check out that bar near your house, now featuring live entertainment all weekend. Friday night, it's one guy and a guitar playing 90s cover tunes and original songs about his recent breakup. Catch a dose of classic rock on Saturday nights with that band fronted by that chick you knew in high school who's still pretty hot after a couple drinks. Sunday afternoons, it's three old guys and a hipster doing their very best to play jazz. And don't miss the big hot Sunday dance party with your DJ, the bartender's second wife's stepson with those weird things in his ears. It's all happening this weekend at that bar near your house. Not too far to drive, just a little too far to walk. We'll see you there. Good morning, Ron. Hi, uh, Hi, Emmy. How are you?
1: I'm doing great.
0: You sound like you're doing great there. Emmy Sims joins us now. A little bit of pleasure. I could use that certainly. Uh, it's a it's a great Everybody book. Everybody can. And of course, they can. It's just what the doctor ordered, as you say. Uh, we're talking about uh, <laughs> romance and relationships, and uh, you're an expert in this field. I understand.
1: Uh, kinda. I've been doing it for a long time. I've been doing it for over forty years.
0: Oh well, that's an expert to me. Doing anything more than ten minutes is an expert to me. So that's pretty good. <laughs> um, th- this is this is under the category of uh, I- I- intimacy uh, mentoring. What exactly would, is that?
1: Well, I mentor uh, based on uh, my experience, my strength, and mm-hmm. and how I have come out of several bad marriages, mm-hmm. how I, the tools that I used, I give them the tools to help them. Okay. Uh, the difference between a therapist versus a mentor, um, a therapist uh, spends a lot of money on education and a lot of books, mm-hmm. but they don't share their experience. I see. Hmm.
0: And,
1: and that's the difference for me.
0: To, to um, yeah to so it's so it's uh, information by example. Exactly. All right, interesting. Yeah, you know, that that's more effective because when someone can, yeah when someone tells you their experiences, then you know that it worked or it didn't work or something like that.
1: Absolutely, yeah. it's like sharing a recipe.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're see, you're it is like sharing a recipe. See, you're talking about something that people. Do not talk about, and that's always an interesting thing because it intimacy and, and romance should be in, in relationships, but yet we don't discuss this with our friends, we don't discuss it certainly not with our parents. Oh my god, uh, you just and not even with your partner most of the time. So it's a very interesting phenomenon,
1: it is so filled with shame and guilt mm. and dread and hell. <laughs> Um, it it stymies especially women much more so than men
0: really okay
1: yes much so more you know men can be on a men can scratch themselves at any time during the day it doesn't matter where or who if a woman did that yeah the heavens would part.
0: It's a different thing. Yeah, but not it's to say that not men, acceptable. but not to say that men scratching themselves is, is, is acceptable either as far as I'm concerned, it's just something that they get away with.
1: They do. And and I'm not saying it's bad or or, yeah. or, or good. I'm just mm-hmm. saying that the even though the rules are all the same, they're interpreted differently yeah. for different people. And I'm not saying the rules are bad. Yeah. But the way we internalize things and the way our mothers Primarily our mothers. Yes. Um, I wasn't allowed to wear anything but cotton, tennis, underwear because I would be a bad person. I wasn't allowed to wear hoop earrings Mm -hmm. because that made you a whore. Yeah. I mean,
0: (laughs) well, times have definitely changed. Well, kind of. Yeah. Let me, let I don't me, think we're far from it. No. Let me ask you two questions, Emmy. Um, uh, first of all, when we go to the movies, in every single movie, whether it's a comedy, espionage, drama, no matter what, somebody goes to bed with somebody, and there is a romantic, uh, romantic sexual scene. And I think for many of us, we expect that in life that that happens all the time, uh when you meet somebody or th- th- something clicks and it, it and if that doesn't happen to you in your life these these romantic scenes that come out of nowhere then there's something wrong with you um is that do you find that to be the
1: case you are that is absolutely the case there was a show on tv a doctor doctor show and of course they have been googling it over the Surgical table, and yep. then they got into the locker room, and he threw her up against the locker. <laughs> and I right. thought, well, she'll never walk again because he just put that that thing in her middle of her back. And
0: I and we do we
1: it's no different than father knows best. We try to yeah. that's how family should be. Right. Two point. You know what I mean? And we do that, and it's it's not real. Good. But the thing that I would like to impart with you, yeah, is that. Oh, adult films, toys, yeah. negligees, lubes—all of those things. It's a fifteen billion dollar industry yeah, a year in the yeah. United States of America. Yeah, somebody's buying it. Somebody's, and somebody's buying watching it, but we can't talk about
0: it. Yeah, and and how do you? I mean, the, and then there was the movie Fifty Shades of Grey and the sequels that made it. Uh, not not necessarily acceptable, but but to point it out that you can have some wild experiences and fantasies and have fun with it. How do you know if somebody yeah. else, how do you know if somebody else is into it until you embarrass yourself by asking them?
1: Conversation. Ah. Communication. even with your your longtime husband or wife, yeah, I, I find that most men, want to please their women sure women are too embarrassed or too they're scared yeah because they're afraid they'll get mad Yeah. They're afraid they'll hurt his feelings yes but you can have some of that kind of sex if you're adventurous mm. there's the books were much better than the movies though to tell you the truth
0: okay it's good to know <laughs> and the books
1: the, the books Ron changed women's lives because it excited their mind which is their biggest sex organ
0: yeah uh, and
1: gave them permission to try something different.
0: Yeah, I mean, it can be a whole nother life if you if you engage in that. and and there are other marriages and and relationships, girlfriend, boyfriend, where all the excitement seems to go away after a fashion because of the longevity of the relationship. And I guess that's a that's something that you hear about a lot is that it the magic is
1: a lot.
0: starting to decrease. How do I get the magic back if it's not there?
1: You have to, I think, a couple have to make a decision that this is, our relationship is more important than school, soccer, Mm -hmm. children, parents. Mm -hmm. And they have to do a little work. Any relationship, whether it be friendship or, or, or any relationship. Yeah. It takes effort and time and education. You don't learn something new without doing a little study, a little research. And it doesn't take a lot to get those juices flowing again. This takes a little bit of time. I always recommend date night and and make it, and you can't talk about kids at work. Yeah. We have to cultivate a different conversation with the person that we spend our
0: our nights and days with. You're absolutely right. Uh, there's. I could talk to you for hours, but I'm not allowed to by law, so I can't do that. But there is a book. Wow. It's, yeah, it's a it's a little bit of pleasure.
1: Oh yes, thank you.
0: <laughs> and uh, it's available and everywhere. I have
1: audience yeah. On on Amazon primarily, and they can reach me on a little bit of dot com. They can send me an email at uh, Emmy at a little bit of pleasure. If they want to talk to me or want some mentoring, they can we can exchange through emails a telephone number so they can reach and talk to me i am available i am reachable and uh, it'd be my pleasure that,
0: that sounds to great
1: help anyone have a better sex life
0: you, you know what your book also does which i may recommend is that if one buys the book and just leaves it on a table somewhere in their house or their apartment your partner might just say oh what are they doing with this book or they may open it up and start looking at it and that may actually break the ice for uh, more, more of an interesting, intriguing relationship simply by having the book in the room. Uh, I think it's a great icebreaker.
1: I, You're right. And I I did a brochure uh, last year, sent it to a therapist and psychiatrist suggesting that they recommend my book so their, their clients could talk to them. Yeah, that's right. Because that's right. It, I've had seven uh, therapists thought that tell
0: me that it did help. Yeah. It does help. It does. And the title kind of brings you right to where you're supposed to go. <laughs> a little bit of pleasure, we could all use bit. it. A little bit. No, it's not a go but a little bit. It opens the door for more pleasure. Then you get a
1: little more. That's
0: right. It's a door opening is what we're talking about. <laughs> Emmy Sims, a little That's bit of right. pleasure dot com. Is that correct?
1: That is correct.
0: All right. Pleasure. And my
1: name is spelt with two capital letters, not yes. E-M-M-Y.
0: Right. Uh, yeah, capital M, capital E sims a little bit of pleasure is what you're looking for though literally uh thank you so much for your time today it has been a pleasure thank you
1: thank you ron you have a great day
0: thank you you too bye-bye bye-bye well that'll do it for me today thank you me for being with us mary ellen is that what it is i don't even know I'll be back again tomorrow with a brand new show where I won't even talk about Valentine's Day anymore. That'll be a wonderful breath of fresh air. But until that time arrives, take care of yourself and have a happy Valentine's Day.